0: Welcome to another episode of the Replant Boot Camp Podcast, the Boots on the Ground podcast for replanters by replanters with your host, Bob Bickford and Jimbo Stewart. Here in the trenches with you doing the gritty and glorious work of replanting dying churches. This podcast is sponsored by 180 Digital, the church website and branding partner you need to help move your church forward.
1: How are things going in the M.O.? Man, it is hot and humid here in Missouri. So much so that I just don't want to be outside at all.
0: It has been exceptionally hot here recently. I actually took a picture, I meant to text you, but I forgot to send it to you, of a guy in one of our local Tex-Mex establishments. And he had on a toboggan on his head. And I guess to look cool, but I was thinking, man, it is 100 degrees outside. What possible reason could you give to be wearing a toboggan right now?
1: You got to be cool, and you know, did he have the hat like down below, kind of his hairline, or did he have it just barely sitting on the crown of his head?
0: It was, it was, it was kind of an in between. It wasn't like down to here, you know. It was about halfway up the forehead. It wasn't okay. all the way full, like hanging off the back. Okay. Which is interesting. Look, I, I guess yeah, I just had a birthday. I'm 38 years old, knocking on 40. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm old enough now. To like make fun of the generation below me, right? That's that's where you get to an age where you just get to poke fun at the generation below you. But, you know, the first time I ever saw anyone wearing a toboggan that way was probably 15 years ago in a homeless shelter. Yeah. And and like all the homeless guys were wearing their toboggans when they came inside, they'd lift it up off their head and let it hang off the back. But, um, so I don't know. I don't think many of our listeners will be offended. Most replanters aren't very hipsterish.
1: No, True, <laughs> we're not trendy, and we're not hipsterish.
0: Yeah, we're not usually the cool crowd, but we are the awesome, gritty, glorious, amazing crowd. Boots on the ground, baby. Boots on the ground. Hey, another thing that has been a highlight of my week is my nephew Ethan has been hanging out with me all week after vacation. I talked to his mom and letting let him stay with me. So this is four summers in a row. I've been able to have him for a week just down here in Florida. And this time I got to introduce him to legitimate real barbecue. Sweet. It, was, it was really good today. How old is he? He is 17 years old. Oh, nice. That's awesome. And he looks almost exactly like me. <laughs>
1: he's like a mini Jimbo. <laughs> he is,
0: but he's like, he's like an inch taller than me. Okay. Uh, and so, but I mean, if you took a picture of me at 17 it's almost identical.
1: <laughs> does, so does he like, uh, Ed O and the LSU
0: Tigers? He's not really a sports guy. He's, okay. he's a video game and tech guy. What
1: about made right bacon?
0: Uh, yeah, he's, he's all about some real, real deal bacon. We do share a, a large affinity for good meat.
1: Well, happy birthday, man. Glad you're, uh, glad you were born. And glad you're another year older, and uh, I'm glad you're joining me on the old guy side. I think. So yeah, I'm
0: getting there. I'm, I'm getting. I mean, I'm just so close to forty now that I'm basically forty. If, if I were an object, you would just round up and say forty years old, right? But as humans, we get we like to get real specific on our yeah. age. But when it's like a car or a or you know an antique, or you'd go, oh, that's a forty year old whatever, right? So that's, I'm at that point.
1: Well, we'll get you a pair of Dockers, uh, khaki Dockers, and some Nike Monarch shoes Okay. To mark your 40th birthday.
0: Yes. On my 40th birthday, I will definitely do that. I will say I've been playing tennis some, and so I bought some New Balance tennis shoes and <laughs> to play tennis in, and I did find myself the other day thinking, I might just wear those around like regular.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> Are they the dad shoes? Like the big white ones? With no, the big-
0: I did not go full dad. I didn't okay. go full dad. <laughs> All right.
1: I, I was laughing because uh, I found a, uh, a funny video that this young guy, he buys a house and uh, he's getting older and he says, I'm not going to be like a regular dad. I'm going to be a dude dad. And he ends up, you know, buying the khaki shorts, getting an electric lawnmower, wearing the, monarch or shoes or the white new balance shoes it's pretty funny i'll try to i'll maybe post that on the show notes
0: yeah we'll see if it's it's show note worthy yes (laughs) well bob i'd love to continue and we've been dividing up the 13 characteristics into head heart hands and habits on the day that this goes live we will be uh just a few days away from a really good online event because that's about the only kind of good event you can do right now that's right is online, but We've got an online event coming up on Monday, the 27th of July. So if you watch this or you listen to this prior to July the 27th, then go ahead and mark your calendar. Facebook live preview of the Nam Am I a Replanter event that you're speaking at, I'm speaking at, Clifton, Kyle Bierman, a few other guests, and some music for Chosen Road, as well as I'm super stoked about this. Bob, we are finally launching something that you and I have been working on together for over a year now. a A full blown online pre assessment, self assessment of the characteristics where you take a 82 question survey, take you about 10 to 15 minutes, and it will. When I'm excited, but we've had kind of a beta version of that. Some of our listeners have done, but now we've got a. We'll be launching on Monday a full blown like. You take it, automatic results, download a PDF with your score and definitions of the characteristics and more information about it and everything. And man, I I can't wait for that thing to go live.
1: Man, that's so great. Uh, It has been a long uh, road to get to this place. You've done a fantastic job on that. And I think for our listeners, a couple things to just remind them of. First, if you are actively replanting right now, this is a survey of the characteristics that we're talking about in this podcast series. So if you get a score that says you need to work a little bit on this, don't resign your church, no. right? number one, don't resign your church. There'll be some great video courses and learning that you can partake in that will help you strengthen some of the areas that maybe you need to bring up to another level. And maybe you just need to be encouraged in a particular way. So. Man, take the test, take the take the characteristic survey, learn from it. And if you're a potential replanter, you know, seminary guy, residency guy, man, this is huge for you because you can take this, this survey and then going into the replanting scenario that God will lead you to, you'll have a wealth of information plus great coaching content to walk you through how you can apply these characteristics to the replant uh, that God calls you to. So, man, I just encourage you, and if we've got DOMs out there listening, this is the best. God, I know Jimbo's. this is really something he's developed as part of his doctoral project, but I just want to tell you, this is like a legit standalone, only focused on replanter characteristics survey. This is the standard that, I, uh, that you're going to find out there. The rest of them are... Kind of cobbled together personality tests and maybe a little bit of church planting and a little bit of you know pastoring, kind of established in there. But these are these are scientifically vetted. The uh, great folks at Nam researched, and this is some great stuff. So, man, I just uh, you you got to check this out, and it's worth the few minutes that it takes and the resourcing, and the coaching that's going to come your way it will be amazing.
0: Man, I'm excited. And so, if you're if you're listening to this prior to July 27th, then just wait; it's coming on Monday. And so look at the Church Replanters Facebook page. We'll put some of the information on the Replant Bootcamp Facebook page as well. If you're listening to this post July 27th, then we will edit the show notes and add links to that video of that conference, as well as the survey itself into the show notes here so that you can take it. And we'd love your feedback after you take it. If you see areas that can improve or things that you need, we can continue to improve this resource as we go. And did we mention how much it costs to take the survey and get all the resources, Bob? We didn't,
1: but Jimbo, it is absolutely free. Yes, sir. F-R-E-E, free.
0: It's free. And are we then trying to talk you into paying for other resources that we give you? No. No. No,
1: there's not. A, we're gonna recommend like another resource for thirty nine ninety seven to you. <laughs> we're gonna we're giving this to you for free, and we do that because of the partnership yes. of the forty seven forty eight thousand Southern Baptist churches who support the cooperative program and the North American Mission Board through the Andy Armstrong Easter offering, and it is our way of giving back to those churches. And the movement of replanting. So we want to thank our president Kevin Isell, our senior director Mark Clifton, and every church from the large church to the n- most normative, normative-sized church, who contributes to the cooperative program in the Annie Armstrong Easter Offering. That's something that, that uh, has helped us do this work. And so,
0: thank you for that. Absolutely. And but do you have to be Southern Baptist to take the survey? No. No. no.
1: It helps. We, we're going to recommend uh, some uh, potluck tips and uh, a couple of restaurants like a Bob Evans and a Shonies to you. But um, other than that, you're welcome to take the test, even if Go you're not
0: SBC. All right, let's dive into the hands quadrant. So we've talked about head and heart, but we need to talk about hands, which starts, which has pastoral grit, resourceful, generalist, and initiative. So this is one of my, honestly, favorite ones to talk about. There's some fun things in here. Some of these are hard to figure out how to grow in, but there are ways. And so let's start out with pastoral grit. The official definition is pastoral grit is the ability to persevere through the inevitable difficulties of replanting and remain steadfast to shepherd the church forward as God uses the replanter to turn a dying church around. Mm. So this is a edited or updated version of one that has, the name has changed a few few times in the history of the replant team. I don't know which one was the original. There was capacity for suffering. There was uh, a, a couple other versions of this one, Bob. Do you remember what those were?
1: I don't right offhand, but capacity for suffering is the one that we talked about, and I think the con- the contribution that you made was a, an incredible one, an important one. There are many pastors who have the capacity to suffer in the local church and be long suffering, right? So you get into church and you just get beat up left and right, right, for a long extended period of time, and somehow it's like a Rocky movie; they just keep getting up, right? <laughs> it just <laughs> keep going on, but. You're not going to beat Yvonne Drago in the first match, right? The the is not going to happen, right? The difference in this is like the second match, right? You go train, you know, you hear the trainers shout, there are no tomorrows, you lift the log over your head, you go to Russia, and you're focused on the goal of winning in terms of bringing that church back to vitality. You have the capacity to suffer, but you also have the grit that just says it's more than just suffering it's more than just getting up and getting beat up and getting knocked down it's actually helping that church experience what god wants for it and so as you suffer you're resolute and you move forward to the goal of seeing that church revitalized
0: i love that distinction of this is not just talking about the ability to handle difficult times it is the ability to persevere and uh, have a steadfastness to you. I've been preaching through the book of James, and James uses a word that we translate as steadfastness that I thought, man, if there were a Greek word in Scripture that you could translate as grit, then this might be the word because as James talks about steadfastness in relation to the prophets and the relation to how we deal with trials and tribulations, there is this idea of voluntarily enduring suffering while carrying a heavy load and continuing to move forward. Mm. And and so as I've studied, I've thought, man, James is really hammering this idea of grit. I love this word. I love this idea because it so encapsulates in a positive way. The calling that God has given you. Because I always struggled with the idea of just capacity for suffering. We all know that suffering is what we are called to, and not that we want to avoid that word, but this ability to continue to move forward is so important here. Now, the next one is resourceful generalist. Resourceful generalist is, by our definition, a resourceful generalist possesses the ability to speak into and lead in a variety of areas in order to lead the church. Well, there is no task beneath him.
1: You know, this is an important one for, especially, I would say this for guys like me that were coming out of the large mega church or a larger established church. So the smallest church that I've served at as a full-time pastor, like very, my youth pastor was a church of about five to 600. So, we had secretaries, we had janitors, we had business folks, we had, you know, you name it, we had all that. The largest church was well over 3,000, and we had multiple that, right? Leading in a normative-sized church is much more difficult than leading in the sized churches that I previously mentioned. The reason is you've got to be everything, right? You are you're just about everything. Now you'll, you'll go to a church and they'll likely have trustees and you'll have a treasurer, you have some committees, that sort of thing. But in terms of like you being able to have knowledge of the entire operation of the church, you really got to dial into things and look at the entire operations of the church, which means you got to have the capacity to understand things like HR, personnel, um, technology, property taxes ordinances you know uh city ordinances not the ordinances like lord's supper baptism but um but all of those things that that you would know so think of yourself as like a a ceo not in terms of like i'm command and control from the top but i've got to be able to look at every aspect of the church from a legal spiritual you know property stewardship all those sorts of things you've got to have all those capacities To understand it uh, to a degree not be a not be a specialist in everything but to actually understand it enough to where you can get help where you need it and delegate that those things that you need to delegate
0: i'll be honest when i was transitioning from being a youth pastor to a replant pastor in my mind i really thought i was going to sit in a great study with my books and prepare my sermons and walk around and lead people to jesus and disciple people and that's it right and that's the job that's yeah, yeah and that's the part that we all want to do and the reality is you find yourself unclogging toilets and oh taking kids from contractors and figuring out how to build and manage a budget and taxes and and the city ordinance stuff and permits and uh, and and having the fire marshal show up and say, Hey, we noticed your church hasn't been inspected in 37 years. And Oh gosh, it's like you guys have got about $30,000 worth of updates that you've got to do. True story happened with our church and you got to figure out what to do. Right. And so the reason that we put these in the hands category of pastoral get grit, resourceful generalist and initiative is really these are about what you do, as your work ethic. It's the, it's the, it's the work ethic. The, the what are you going to do with obstacles really is what all three of these are about, right? Mm -hmm. Pastoral grit. What are you going to do with opposition and, and resourceful journalists? What are you going to do with the obstacles that you hit? And so a resourceful journalist is somebody who, when we're trying to get something done or something needs to happen and we don't know how to get there, the resourceful journalist says, well, then let's figure it out yeah
1: and so w- w- when we talk about this one, it doesn't mean that you know everything that you need to know about that topic, but you know enough and you're resourceful enough to get the right people on the phone or to reach out to a, a pastor who's a mentor or your denominational leader at the associational state or national level to say hey i'm this is the situation, and I need some advice I need some counsel that is a resourceful generalist just the same as the guy who can, you know, install a new computer network and handle the toilet and negotiate with the lawn guy, right? <laughs> so, you you just gotta you you're gonna wear a lot of hats uh, as a as a normative size single staff or or uh, just a just a handful of staff uh, team, you know, pastor. And uh, one of the, man, I I don't know about you, but one of the joys in my life is having the opportunity to do a bunch of different things. Cause if, if Mm -hmm. I just have one thing that I'm doing all the time, I get a little bored and a little antsy. So part of this is kind of a temperamental wiring thing. Like I I will be honest when, and it's funny that you brought this Mm -hmm. up, but, um, one would think that your custodian is supposed to unclog the toilet, right? And to fix the toilet. Guess what my custodian does? Leaves me a note that the toilet is broken. (laughs) Now, That is, that is not a time for rejoicing. That is a time for frustration. And uh,
0: it's it's time for humility,
1: time for humility. So there've been times like on a Saturday, Saturday late afternoon when I'm doing a walk through the church, you know, make sure things are there. Nobody's stolen our hand sanitizer, you know, uh, (laughs) everything's as it should be. I'll see a note on the door. Um, Sorry, this, this toilet isn't working. And so I'm going to go to home Depot and, figure this thing out it's what you do right so
0: yep. all right so if pastoral grit is about what do you do when you encounter opposition and suffering resourceful generalist is when you encounter obstacles and limited resources then initiative is what do you do with apathy and atrophy and complacency and limited volunteers and it's part of that resourceful generalist and grit that these all kind of all coalesce and work together This is one that was not in the original eight, but was added through Dr. Stephen Hudson and my research in our doctoral work. And so we have defined initiative for a replanter as the replant pastor with initiative leads the church with a passion rooted in biblical convictions and demonstrated in a bias for action. He proactively works to avoid problems as well as finding or creating new opportunities. And so essentially the replant pastor you can't just come in and just preach on sunday and lead a sunday school class and think that the church is going to recover that you you got to step up man you got to this is not a pull yourself up by the bootstraps but this is a this is a biblical passion for the glory of god in the local church and for impacting your community and it hasn't happened in a while and so through the power of the Holy Spirit and the wisdom of God's word, you got to step in and, and be the guy that helps get the ball moving.
1: I'd love to get your thoughts on this, Jimbo. So I have seen guys called to a, a, a declining church and they'll just go in and they just they preach and they keep all of the slate of committees. They keep all the programs. They don't address anything to bring any new life into uh, the church. And so when I think of this quality, um, I think of that. It's like, uh, I would think a replanter possesses this this ability to look at the organizational organizational awareness, which we've talked about in the last podcast. And they're able to see that some things need to change. And then they have the the internal gumption or fire uh, to, to begin to, to move towards change in an appropriate way, pastoral shepherding, tactical, tactical patience, But they're not content to let things be the same. Mm-hmm. And they want the church to become more of who God wants it to be. They want to see it grow. They want to see it change and improve. So they're, they're not the guy that's sitting in the office waiting for the deacons or the committee on committees or the church council to, to set the directional tone for the church. Mm-hmm. Right? As God's shepherd, for that church, a visionary pastor, a visionary shepherd, as God's pastor with the vision for that church, God's vision for that church, they feel compelled to take incremental steps and appropriate steps to make something happen. And when they experience a block or a a wall, they'll ask the question, how do I go through it, under it, over it, or around it?
0: Yep. Yeah, that's that's where that resourceful generalist and initiative tie in together. It, the initiative to get something started, and then the resourceful generalist and the grit to push through the mud, to get around the wall, to figure out how to get where we've got to be. It's, it's this idea of, as Paul talks about, straining towards, striving towards the prize and, and going towards the prize, running the race well. It's not just preaching about evangelism and sharing the gospel with your neighbors, it's getting out of your house and sharing the gospel with your neighbors and then telling the church about that. As you preach about it, it's, it's being that leader by example and stepping up and going, man, that toilet needs to be clogged. Not only am I going to be the resourceful generalist to figure out how to do it, I'm going to take the initiative to actually do that. It needs To be unclogged, not clogged. <laughs> to be yeah, unclogged. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, so it's, it's, it's stepping in, And it's the humility to to combine initiative and resourceful generalists and unclog a toilet and vacuum the sanctuary and, you know, take the duct tape off the carpet and, uh, you know, whatever, whatever needs to be done. All right. Well, this is it for the hands portion. Check out head and heart and the other ones that we've been doing in this series focused on the characteristics. Take that survey that'll be launched on the 27th with the MI Replanter event. And let us know how we can continue to serve you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Replant Bootcamp Podcast, a resource for replanters by replanters. If you enjoyed this episode or found it to be helpful for you and your ministry, please help us get the word out by subscribing, sharing,